0: You're very welcome along to Season 2, Episode 34 of LOI Weekly with myself, Johnny Ward and Daniel McDonald, as ever. And we're on Podcast Republic, Stitcher, we're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, we're at LOI Weekly on Twitter. And thanks to everyone who wrote in reviews last week and also thanks to EA Sports uh, who hosted that podcast last week. We had a good time out there at the Aviva Stadium. Everyone who wrote reviews and so on will be announcing the winner at the end of the pod. Um, I presume we've... Uh, and we've we a video game to give away, haven't we? That
1: was the whole point yeah. of the promotion, John. And yeah. does the
0: person win the game irrespective of whether it's uh, PlayStation or Xbox?
1: Well, I mean, I assume so, John. Yeah. yeah, I think that was we, the whole. We'll thing. clarify that. Yeah.
0: But But um, we've one guest in studio today, a special guest, uh, Roberto P Locobes. How are you getting on? Good,
2: John. Thanks. All for having good. Me on. Yeah.
0: And uh, we've run a curse on audio later on. We've plenty to get through. And um, first of all, I've lost a lot of respect to you because you're saying it was it wasn't a penalty in Daily
2: mode. Never a penalty. I can
0: true as like with me, defender I was never a penalty. Okay, just explain how you assess that. And it was from start to finish, the ball is
2: up in the air. What happens? The ball's up in the air, and the, Leahy, the defender, has eyes on the ball completely as it's dropping. He gets there first, and I think it was McCarthy, was about obviously to strike the same ball connected with Leahy, And for me, it's it's not a penalty. In me, in that case, I don't think would have made the tackle, but I don't think he should be punished for. Clearing the ball. What about the studs being up? The studs being up. It's looking at the ball. It's like yeah. It's it's a natural position for your foot. For me, I think. Um, is it dangerous? possibly? But I've seen uh, defenders clear the ball down the line and been kicked by the winger and get free out. Like so, what's the difference there? Dan, I think
1: it, it is amazing. I mean, I, I'm probably on. I've, I've come round to the view that it probably was a penalty. I was maybe at the time I was. It was harsh, but. What I find amazing about the debate is that generally you will have a debate with this and like the the pros, you know, the players will say, no, no, no. Like this is, you know, you play the game, you know that this is the situation. This is what the decision should have been. But players who've played the game for their entire career are on completely different sides of this debate. And like that is the, the thing that strikes me about it. And I know that that... Uh, I saw the other day I think of his own Kowser put out you know the rules of the game as they are seen now, and it, there seems to be this belief that even if you take the ball but you follow through and you 're deemed to be not in control, and if Lee is stretching and going to ground as such he's possibly deemed to no longer be in control that to me is is the reason the decision is given but i 'm actually curious because you 're a defender primarily yes. um. Like, is this something that has been spoken about with you in recent years in terms of, like, has the, have the, you know, the the guidelines in terms of what you can do and what your body position should be when you're tackling? Is this something that's been spoken about with you?
2: Um, Obviously, we've discussed, obviously, different defending tactics. I think it's just in in the modern game, you can't give the referee an opportunity to make a decision to Mm. go against you. And that's the kind of thing you'd be thinking about when you're going in to make a tackle like... Is the risk worth it? If you go to ground, you think... If they you're go to ground, that's yeah. the point, though, isn't it? The risk like of that tackle. Yeah, it basically, is there a risk here that... With five minutes left? Yeah, even... Well, it's hard to think now, like, well, even if I get the ball here, will they still give it a pen or mm. a free kick? And that's the kind of frustrating part as a defender, because when you see the ball, you want to commit 100% to mm. the tackle, which I think the, uh, the Lee, he did. He just committed to the tackle. He won the ball in this case, which you think to yourself, yeah, he's, he's done his job there, he's won a tackle, but... I think in the modern game, referees are looking at every tackle. Now, even if you've won the tackle and they're saying, was that dangerous? Was it reckless? Was he in control? Like, Which is, it's, it's still a grey area for me, Like, until we kind of, we've nailed on, like, and just by going about this, like, penalising every tackle, which is deemed inappropriate or in a risky that's, manner. Yeah. We won't know, really, because I think if that happens next week in the middle of a park, in the middle of a park, sorry, not yeah. not the penalty box. I, I think the game plays on. Yeah, you see, um,
0: I I suppose when I when I first got into football, that wouldn't be a foul because once you got the ball, more or less, you had basically you bla you could do whatever you want after that. Back in the day, like, but it's not like that anymore. And. From my perspective, he didn't need to make the challenge, but when he had his foot that high, even though he got the ball, he flicked the ball, but he stood way up in the air like and it was dangerous in my view. And he, I don't think he controlled. I thought it was reckless and I don't think McCarthy bought the penalty. I thought he made a more reasoned attempt to kick the ball without endangering the opponent. But then I don't know. I, I'm amazed by how the on what
2: you, you say McCarthy's foot was higher, But his foot was flicking. Like, it, wasn't, it wasn't dangerous. Right, like, so it wasn't like, studs up. It wasn't studs up. I just think defenders would be penalised a lot here like obviously mm. Bear it, in mind McCarthy's just sent her back as well, McCart-
1: well Is, is, is McCarthy's yeah, yeah. position influenced by the fact he got there second do you know what I mean I think, like I think so he like got to the ball so he was raised to get to the ball this is the thing I'm not I, I still can see why it's a penalty in the modern game unfortunately but I wish it wasn't a penalty that's sort of yeah. my view but I think ultimately I don't really quibble with the decision I have to say See, um, but unfortunately the if McCarthy gets, like. gets to the ball first sorry Johnny if McCarthy gets to the ball first but then sort of follows through with his action and takes Lee, and Lee he goes down on the he ground. Gets, no, he gets a penalty. He gets he a penalty. penalty.
2: McCarthy gets a penalty if he mm. if he gets the ball forced and kicks Lee. He, I'm sorry, the, the shot goes off target. I'm 90 percent sure that McCarthy will get a penalty. Okay. But there's
0: in, in in the in the modern game, if you've your studs up like that, it's basically a free kick. That's my attitude. Like it's yeah. da- it is
2: dangerous. Like I I, I would agree with today. I, I I don't like the studs up tackle. It mm. is it is very dangerous. And the force,
0: like he's, he's he's full force, like with all his momentum yeah,
2: is there. Yeah, but. I don't think he's going towards the player because I was You were down not, that
1: end actually
0: That's I was down that point. end of yeah. the
2: pen I was watching the game and he's, he's going to the sideline and he's looking to poke the ball away there McCarthy's coming in from the strike I'm not too sure if he sees him now because um, McCarthy's running onto to it but I, I don't think he's, he's going towards the player in a. I thought there was man. no
0: intent at all but to get the ball. Unfortunately, yeah. I don't think that really matters. But, but if he then, doesn't
2: see the player coming, Lee, then,
1: then is he deemed to not be to be not in control? You know I, I, I mean? think
0: I think Pico makes a good point. The bottom line is you don't make that challenge of five minutes left. Oh, look, like The referee may make a wrong decision. I don't think yeah. he, I personally don't think he did,
2: but your referee, well, that's you're, a very you're tough thing open them to him. You're like, leaving it open, yeah, and I think that's the thing going forward, defenders and midfielders, anyone who's making tackles now, is am I. Giving the referee a decision, to, decision make. to make because like. you say I just say it could be the right decision, it could be the wrong decision. Just don't give him that decision to make. Yeah, do, does it frustrate you as uh, maybe a
0: defensive fielder initially and a defender now that tackling has become almost like something that the game is trying to weed out? Like so, it's like it's so aligned towards a forward player.
2: Yeah, it's it's very frustrating. Yeah, like obviously I base my game a lot on tackling and, and making tackles. So I see it as a way of getting myself going and get my team going, get my team in the front foot and if if I'm going to be penalised or if I'm thinking to myself, I can't make this tackle um, in case I get a yellow card, red card, or the referee will give a free kick or decision, then it has an impact on my game and my influence to the rest Mm. of the team. And I just, I just like to kind of Play the game as as we, yeah, as but we the play the game. Do you have not to check
1: yourself now? Do you, are you do you find yourself consistently on the pitch? I know like, these are half a second decisions sometimes, but yeah. uh, if you see a ball there, are you and, and it's a situation where you really commit yourself to your tackle? Do you have a sort of switch in your head going, oh wait a minute? You know, I, I maybe just can't fully commit to this. Like
2: I, I might have sort of when I was yeah, a, the, a kid throwing
1: myself. In the there has been games
2: like I say definitely like when you. So when you've kind of been on the end of a bad decision, like uh, making a, you what you deem as a good tackle, and like free kicks or penalties being given against you, it kind of is that hesitation to make tackles, which is for me, it's it's terrible as a defender like it's dangerous in once itself. you hesitate yeah. like indecision is, is worse than the wrong decision for yeah, me. yeah yeah so yeah. I'd rather like, give away a free kick than kind of all oh, will I won't they but it's, um, it's gone it's gonna be too much that way in that
0: like it's all it's great watching Barcelona and Real Madrid but it's actually great watching a physical game as well not a game where you're yeah, trying to take someone's leg you're just no, trying to play a bit it, of, it's a
2: contact spot mm. at the end of the day like and people are gonna go hurt whether that's intentional or unintentional it's it's just part of the game mm. unfortunately but um it's one of the parts of the games that they make it good like I think in this league, especially, it's a competitive league, and when you see people committing fully to tackles, um, it does. There's going as well. there's a balancing act, though. If we're sitting in a studio the, show the other
1: day after Seamus Coleman's leg is broken, you know, and we're having this discussion, we're going to be uh, you're going to be accused of something else. I know that was a different yeah. type of tackle, no, but there, there was an argument, there, and was it was to recently that even Roy Keane went to Neil Taylor afterwards and sympathised with him because you know you could see that he was he was committed for the ball and. Like the Daniel Cleary tackle last Friday is another one. I was going to say that the first two
0: people I saw on the ground that I kind of recognised on, on Sunday were yourself and Daniel Cleary. And, yeah. uh, so Daniel
1: Cleary's tackle. Is that, is that, is that, is that, what, what's your
2: sort of view of that incident? Um, for me, yeah, it's a, it's a bad tackle. Mm. Just because it's gone too far and it looks like he's kind of slipped into the tackle and once in it, I'm not sure if he did slip or but once it looks like you're slipping there, they are out of control. And
1: mm. it's that
2: kind of chomping down manner like yeah uh, again like he's got the ball cleanly but I think it goes back to the argument you're having that it's the studs up Um I think that if if it was made more clear where every tackle like that is going to be a free kick I think you'd see less of it mm. but it's the fact that like sometimes it could be the only way you get touching touch the ball if you reach with your studs and you might be taken away from an attacker instead of going into them so and um, I didn't watch the game live I just saw a tackle bad <laughs> It's 50/50 for me. Like I don't know if I'd send them off ah, on the day. Here. Look, you can say that, but in the context think, of the
1: previous discussion, yeah. Yeah. in terms of consistency to a point, that's, I think
0: that was the worst challenge I've seen all season. Being honest, I can't say much.
2: I, I made a pretty bad one against yeah. Dundalk. Oh Shea the Jamie well. McGrath one actually. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was
1: that was that was pretty poor. Perv- but, yeah. but again, when it's slowed down to a split second frame, 100%. it looks horrendous. Yeah. It looks it really That's why bad. I'm thinking. What's your thought process when that when that's about to happen?
2: Yes, yeah, well I just use that tackle as an example. Um, I think we had a couple nice of you had to bring it up as well,
0: to
1: be
2: fair. Yeah, no, yeah, I'd actually forgotten it. that yeah. and I still like I can't actually remember it now. Yeah, either. No, I,
0: but it's it's very
2: honourable that you mentioned there it. There was
1: still f- still frame yeah, of yeah. it was it, was, it, was bad. it was,
2: yeah, it was pretty bad No, But my intention was I seen the ball and McGrath's a good player, like and I don't know what type of player he is and I was expecting him to turn into me and I kind of read that part well. So I didn't really read the bounce of the ball well and so my thought process was if I turn here and I can connect with this ball cleanly and obviously take him as well, it gets the crowd going. No, no, not yeah, take yeah. him. Not, no, not no I know him out the game, mean. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. If I knock the ball away forward and, I mean, yeah, he's, and on, he goes, he's, he's on the ground, it gets my team going, it gets the crowd going, gets yeah. going. Now, I missed the ball completely <laughs> and end up just taking him and it's, it's a horrendous tackle yeah. and I've, I've got away with him. Um, and I text Jamie after the uh, game yeah. to apologise because I, I don't, what was your,
0: your? you didn't have the intent
2: of doing them there do you know what I no, mean no I, I yeah. wanted to get the ball in a firm tackle mm. and that's that's my game see, yeah really I think I don't people.
0: think I don't think Cleary wanted to break his leg no he like didn't no, he, did. he wanted but, to go in and yeah. and,
2: and, and he say, nailed someone yeah so but he, he kept tall and man and it, in my but view once, he had enough time John, but John once
1: you see the thing is he is such a balancing act that you know thankfully Connor Davis wasn't injured on Friday you know and thankfully Jamie wasn't injured and yeah. that but the minute it flips and the person ends up with that broken leg then the person who's committed it is completely demonised and, you know, the whole art of tackling 100%. becomes a... You know, like the Neil okay, Taylor, yeah. like the Neil taylor was yeah. Coleman one day. Yeah, but there's you the know. art of tackling. You, can, you can't do... Like, Cleary had plenty of time to
0: make up his mind there. He, that ball was hanging there for a good second or two and he decided to go two studs in. Admittedly onto the ball, but he also got his leg. You can't tackle like that. Like, And I couldn't believe the referee yeah. didn't
2: give a red card. I... I Fair, Cleary's now, a ball I,
0: player, but I thought that was like way out of all. I thought there was a it was bad, bad tackle. I mean, I've, a never, bad I've never
2: liked someone kind of stamping on the ball. Yeah, with, the like, with even intent, t- like, e- know, even, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, with in, intent, like, but I, even growing up, like playing schoolboy, like, I, strikers and midfielders used to come in, like, kind of over the ball with the studs, and even kind of like just to stamp on the ground before the ball to kind of mm. protect it. I never liked it because it's slightly cowardly, like, yeah, exactly, mm. yeah. Now I wouldn't say Daniel Cleary's challenge was cowardly, like, he went into. I say with a strong tackle, like, but I, I'm just not a fan of any kind of showing studs like towards the ball and player. It's a bad tackle, but like I deemed that obviously differently to the to Lee. He in the court game. Oh yeah, They're They're completely totally different tackles, totally like, and you could yeah. say like obviously studs shown yeah. in both of them, like but For me, it's it's completely different. The only, only yeah.
1: parallel uh, between the two, I would say, and it's a bit of an it's a bit of game management and the points being made. Conor Davis didn't stay down, and. Should Daryl Leahy have stayed down almost when he had the collision with McCarthy? Should Daryl Leahy have stayed down? Yeah, should Leahy have... You know, because sometimes you see guys, they make a tackle and they might know it's a bad tackle and they've misjudged it and they they play injured too to try and yeah. put a thought into the referee's head. And that was well, like said, struck me with both the... There inf- was remarkable honesty in both of them. Both, both young players, Leahy and Davis, mm. I think a, a 30-year-old naive. pro would have handled... The situation, they're a bit naive, yeah. Because Davis was a bit annoyed,
0: like,
2: but he didn't stay down. Yeah, you know what I mean. And if like, he, if he went rolling all over the shop like Neymar, yeah, we need to have his time to see that, like, but no, you not, don't want to see. You it, have to play the game. Well, there's a bit of the dark arts that's mm, in the mm. game, and say an experienced player would probably milk that or mm. g- try and gain advantage for the team. But like that, uh, the Lee he won like I had this argument in dressing room a few times. If if he's in his left back position. And he gets the ball, and he's going to hit the channel ball. Like most fullbacks do, when the strikers coming in, and maybe he might hit a bad pass, or the striker might just run past him. Like I see it so often that the left foot will go down, mm. and he get a free o yeah, yeah. he get a free Yeah. So like there's there's that kind of like yeah. experience in it as well. Like that if you're under a bit of pressure, trying to relieve the pressure, and you're not going to get a great clearance on it. That. Yeah, I'll go down and might get a free kick. Yeah, we someone like Chris Shields line, is very
1: good. I know he's yeah. a midfielder but he's very good at that type of thing. some the them has a very you know, clever. they know yeah, they it's, know when to play the foul. Yeah, yeah. Like Max even Damian uh, Duff as a winger is amazing at he for. was probably the best trees. I ever saw it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I, it's
0: like we, again. we yeah. interviewed Lee la- last week and he does come across a lad who's still like very young and like he has this kind of like almost like a childlike quality just like he's a great kind of character, loves the game
1: and he just got on with it and played on and then he was stamping the ground he couldn't believe it was a penalty and you, you did feel very sorry a Full for him. time I saw him and I think as it, much as, and this is the thing, as much as there was people around him talking about the injustice of it all, I watched Lee at full time pulling the shirt over his head. He probably knew, whatever about the decision, that he knew he didn't need to make the tackle. <laughs> and he's probably learned like, a really important lesson from that game that could stand to him for the rest of his career.
2: I'm sure he was devastated after the game and it's, it's really hard to take. Like, but it will stand him. He's just a young player. And as you say, Smashing players. Le- he, yeah, he'll learn from it and go on in his career. Like, he'll only stand to him. I know it's probably hard to hear that now, Definitely. but like I've been in positions like that where I've given away penalties that I didn't think should have been penalties, yeah. or made tackles where I thought I have got the ball here, but I've learned from it and and now I've I've seen a difference. Like, what did you make the two games? And like they were intriguing in their own right. You were in dailymount Mount. Yeah, they were there were good games. I think uh, UCD gave a made a. They could counter themselves, which I say against Dundalk, and it's, it's not an easy place to go and trying to impose your style. They on, seem to on lack Dundalk. fear, didn't they? Kind of? yeah, yeah, yeah. I think all you like all UCTs since I've played them, they're just fearless. They're fearless. have just got good technique, trust their ability on the ball, great passing side, so especially out in Belfields. Lovely surface. Yeah, yeah. It's just they they use the pitch so well, Um so it was, it was, I'm not um, shocked that they backed themselves against Dundalk because. I remember going there with Bowes' teams, like um, when Bowes were, were strong, like they backed themselves. They don't care who they're playing; they just trust what they have and trust mm. their principles. Like so, it'd be interesting to see them now next year how well they do, because as I say, it's just but that belief in themselves can bring you a long way. You had to feel a bit sorry,
0: feel a bit sorry for Bowes because they deserved to win the game, to my mind. Anyway, core kind of huffed and puffed without creating a lot, and. Uh, Unfortunately now they have to go to a replay and it's going to be that bit harder.
2: Yeah, uh, I thought Bowles played really well. Um, I think this Cork kind of lacked a bit of a punch uh, going mm. up to that Mount. Um, it's a hard place to go, especially with the form that balls are and on. The fans like,
0: were in great voice. Like.
2: Yeah, they were. Yeah, it was a good atmosphere What there. sort
0: of re- reaction did they give to you, actually?
2: I, it was okay I don't think it made them saw me they were too focused on the big game Like, but uh, no you were very brazen you were just down in front of the stand just chapping away like no bother I, I'm
1: convinced with all the players going from both throwers that it's the most recent one is the most unpopular yeah. so, like, Dylan yeah, Watson is, now, <laughs> Dylan is now a the big guy play, like, like, yeah, yeah, it's Like totally us ah yeah it's a few years ago <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, it's fine, like, yeah yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I I say I was there with me with my friend Lee Stacey, who yeah. plays in goal for Shells. Oh, he
1: he's actually sent a load of tweets in if you have any player questions. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he's just going a good yeah. Can't really read out most of the questions that <laughs> yeah. were directed to you, but he, <laughs> Thank he put God. It up, yeah. yeah, so
2: we were there to and he he played at Bowles and I was there as well. So we were there both there enjoying the game, like having the yap between us, like we weren't really taking notice on anything else kind of going off the pitch, like so no, we we enjoyed the game. And we me and Booker were at Lee's game down Friday where we won the Senior Cup for Shells, like mm. so um, yeah, we had, we had a great weekend
0: of football. You have to be slightly annoyed that you went out of the Cup so early because it's
2: just, it's, Rovers really could do with winning the Cup. Yeah, it was very frustrating, I think, especially in, in the manner that we went through. Um, Obviously, when you get a, a tie against and no offence to like you, you'd fancy yourselves. Mm. And then I think to go down there and getting a man sent off, as, as we did earlier on, it just kind of spurred them on more. And They played well in the night, but we were nowhere near it. Mm. What are your what were your thoughts on yeah,
1: the game? Yeah, I I, mean, I enjoyed I really I wasn't at the UCD game so I was just watching it on TV and it was really nice just to watch the game on TV where the teams were trying to play and I know that there was maybe not the atmosphere because you didn't have the, an away support so it wasn't like intense atmosphere so sometimes you're watching the game and it's just like the shouts of the players rather than necessarily the noise and but it was just good to watch. Decent, decent game of football, and I, I gathered you know Dundalk players were very impressed by UCD and their approach, and that they came up there and they tr- tried to play rather than I know trying to sort of sit back and, and, and play through them. Now, I felt Dundalk were ultimately very comfortable still. And um, I mean, it is funny though the balance of power that it's a really good UCD side, but their number one striker is sitting on the Dundalk bench, you know, Georgie Kelly. But with, with, you know, and that's what UCD probably lacked. I mean, I think Davis is a very good player. Uh, he's, he's a technical, to hold it up, he's a technical like... player, and they didn't, sometimes actually used to just needed a, someone a little bit of a different option, really in behind or something to really ask different questions at doc because doc sort of had them, you know, at arm's length to a point. But McIlhenny' wonderful goal, um, just and, and, and probably and probably the right result. Like it was a, ah, yeah. it was a one 0 It didn't deserve. It wasn't a thrashing. I mean, it wasn't remotely a thrashing, but. You never really looked like scoring. And so in the, that's in the, fair enough,
2: you know. Yeah, like Colly O'Neill said as much. Did
0: a, did, a, no, they did a massive three on two, of which Faruja made the wrong choice in second half. Ah, but that's, they, I, no, s- I still think that's a big big chance. It's on one pass away from two. And on gold. another
1: match, you're not talking about that. You know, they, they yeah. didn't they didn't if get they a shot a tight away. In, they up. didn't get a shot away in the area. give the keeper with the exception of the old Gary O'Neill free kick after half time. So, but yeah. I think the one I would say for UCD, and I know we had Colly O'Neill in a couple of weeks ago, and he's very confident. They're very confident, and I think it's genuine. Gary O'Neill, we were talking to Gary O'Neill, and he wants to stay there, and the whole group want to the stay there. And, and Collie thinks they might just lose one. But at the same time, like, they equip themselves so well against Dundalk, the players, and some really good individual performances that y- you still think that Premier clubs are going to have a go and try some of these players. It's going to be a test, as much as they want yeah. to stay together, and I sort of hope for their sake that they do. But look I mean, if, we're not talking about a huge market of players here, and their age profile for all the full time clubs. Is perfect, so you could just see. I can see a few questions being asked, I, and that loyalty being tested.
0: I, there yeah. was there was one moment in the first half where Ferugia took Dane Massey on, uh, and he literally ghosted by him. And I was mm-hmm. like, it's just you just wish you saw more of that. But I don't know if you've seen much of him, but he looks he looks a really good prospect. He's six yeah. foot two as well, like, and he's playing on heard, the right.
2: I've heard a lot about him. Mm. actually at the Shells game there. There was those people ranting and raving about. Them. Yeah, um, but no, I haven't. They're a good side. I have not seen much of UCD this year, boy. I do believe on the reports that they're going yeah. To be Yeah. Tough test for anyone next and year. And
0: McIlhenny as well. So he got that goal. He got the goal midweek against Derry, which the soccer republic made the call that Colburn's goal was better for for a goal of the month, which I thought was questionable for McIlhenny. Just.
1: Yeah, I think the problem with that Derry goal was the Derry defense was all over the shop for it. But I mean. In, the ground, wasn't the, for in the ground at the time it looked like a better goal than it was mm. when you actually watched it on the replay mm. but McElhenney is is like he's hitting form and it's a bit, there's similarities I think between Hooven and McElhenney in that they both had injury interrupted times in England mm. at clubs maybe where they weren't 100% happy and I think McElhenney has come home and he's just finding his groove now and he probably wasn't right in the summer I mean, until recently, he wasn't playing 90 minutes in any game, pretty much. And uh, he's such an asset to them for the for the run-in, for the cup final, You know, that McElhinney, I think he's actually going to be fresh enough because he hasn't played a huge oh, amount yeah, of ball absolutely. across the year compared to the you last year. You can see year. how he's celebrating
0: his goals and, as well. And, as the, thing, enjoying the, and the
1: thing with the Doc now is they do have the option to they have a one-month lead into that cup final now and they can measure their minutes and decide, you know, what they want to do with players and, I mean, to, to, to a degree that would be the case with Cork or Bowe's, whoever's in the, the cup final leader. and, I mean, I enjoyed Bowe's and Cork on Sunday, as I said, I was there but I wasn't working so, sort of behind the goal for most of the second half and, like, the atmosphere in the ground was brilliant and it just felt like everything was going one way, like, I'm sure you sensed it. That
0: and then the deflation. felt
1: like the Bowe's were, were sort of comfortable as much as Cork were putting on pressure and John Coffey <laughs> went to the fan After the the game, the Cork fans, got a good response, and I think you know, the Cork fans, the Cork team, in the short term, might be able to develop some kind of siege mentality around this particular game that they've been written off a bit or whatever, and a bit of defiance. But at the same time, the performance wasn't that impressive either. No, no, and like he he was reaching around a bit with the team I would, I, I've would heard the point made that maybe like he had Shepherd on one side sadly or the other and maybe shepherd was with Dan Kelly's threat in mind because he killed him on the right side at the Bowes right side in the league game you know he dropped Cummins brought Bennett back in like it strikes me he's just reaching around trying to get a reaction rather than it being part of like grand plan. A, a grand tactical plan um, and like just like after half time Bowes had a couple of chances and Cork just were a bit slack, you know, and even a couple of the set pieces in the first half, they just weren't. Well,
0: the goal was very. They weren't defended, fully
1: so. tuned in. Cork still, so I think that tie is is completely alive. The fact that Kelly is suspended, and Dan Casey is suspended is a huge blow to both. Uh, I I committed to going to. Um,
0: are playing uh, Glentoran in the traditional derby on Monday and I'm committed to going to it now, but I'm kind of in two minds. Yeah. But uh, it's funny when lads have a few pints at a game because the Bowes bar an hour before kickoff was absolutely thronged and our mate Rory, he came in after the game and he was like, he was going on about, that oh, was never a penalty, every, every single Bowes. But then he goes, that save that uh, Supple made from uh, Combs' header was one of the best I've ever seen. And I was like, that was the most straightforward save ever. And then he sort of texted me after watching the soccer ball, and he's like, yeah, it looked a bit better, actually.
1: But depending on your viewpoint in the ground, you yeah. can certainly get, on you're caught in the emotion of it. It can be definitely but, um, different. But
0: getting
2: back to him, he's a player that you could be tasked with kind of nearly man-marking in your old role. Like, what a baller yeah. he is in his day. Like. Yeah, he's, he's a top, top player. And for me, he's probably been one of the best players in the league for a number of years. So when he went away, I was thinking he's going to light the English league up. Like, um and then again, he, he came back and he's going kind to of come torment us again now for another few months. Um, he was not, so
0: close, he was close enough to, at least he was linked with Rovers as well, which would have been a bit of a coup for you.
2: Yeah, it would have been um, nice not to mark him for yeah. a change <laughs> and have us have him do damage for us. Like, but uh, no, he's a smashing player and even going back to his derry days, I think he had so much ability in his left foot that... Like surprised he was right-footed. Like, um, but the goals he scores and I think the 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 stuff he chances he creates, like it's 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 unbelievable. He's a great player to watch. He was one of uh, the lads who was
0: mentioned by Ronan Curtis, who I met last night. I ended up uh, going to the Portsmouth, uh, Coventry game because I have a mate was a Coventry fan and it was like twenty quid return flights go over to see a game, and um, I didn't know what to make of Ronan Curtis. How would he get on? And the first thing I noticed about him was he was wearing gloves, right? And I was like. This was not a cold night at all, and that's something I'm kind of like. As a, if I were a
1: manager, I'd be like, why are you wearing gloves tonight? Like, yeah. so I was kind of like. That's Martin O'Neill's problem with Matt Doherty, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that's, one of, that's one of the talking points. <laughs> well, I think was it Ro- Rory so you Hale? Basically, was wearing, you're just an old school. I think Ro- you're no, an old school it, sort okay. of. Okay, uh, I mentioned about Rory
0: Hale. I think was wearing gloves in Oriel last why week. Why are you
1: watching? It doesn't matter.
0: Okay, so when Dundalk played Zenith, um, Andy Boyle and Graeme Gartland, neither of them wore long sleeves. It was Brian Gartland. It was sub-zero temperatures. I remember um, Stephen Rice when he was playing for um, Rovers in... uh, who do they play? Oh, uh,
1: I was at that. It was River uh, Kazan, yeah. Kazan,
0: yeah. absolutely Baltic. Refused, refused to wear gloves, right? So I, I maybe that's a bit extreme, but anyway. So Curtis was there, and I was like, uh. but then in fairness, his performance—he was actually very,
2: very good, and he worked so yeah, he was hard. Like, flying since he's gone over yeah. has isn't he? What since have you made funny. of him um, from his time here as well? Yeah, he, he was a good player, to be fair, And he's kind of shocked me that he, when he went away, how well he's doing. Like because I thought um, up at Derry, he had everything going from, mm. and uh, I think he was—he was rounded like his a friend, good. Our friends, sorry, and a good core of players, like, and he was standing out there. And I just, I was, my only question of him was, like, if I may be his attitude when we end over there, but he seemed to take it, like, from a duck to water, like, he's been brilliant. So he's yeah, gone over there. I, I agree. I, was, I wasn't
0: sure. Um, but last night, he got the only goal of the game. It was a great goal, um, one of the only bits of real quality in the game. And uh, he was graceful enough to give me a few minutes of a chat afterwards. Congratulations for a start. I suppose that game was decided by a bit of quality in fairness.
3: Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was, a, it was a great game. Yeah, It was a bit of quality uh, uh, where we needed it. So yeah, really enjoyed it and uh, I'm glad I got the win for us.
0: You were obviously coming in from the left side and uh, the ball was kind of knocked down, so you had space to come inside. But do you enjoy playing in that position?
3: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I've played there for a number of years now with Derry and uh, I know the role very well. So I'm used to it. So that's where the gap has put me and I am really, really enjoying my football as long as I'm playing. What
0: is the system over here like and what's your are you playing there kinda of week to week on the left?
3: Yeah, I'm playing week in week out on the left and uh, I don't mind where I play as long as I'm playing really, so that's that's what I wanna do. I wanna do as good as I can for the for my players and for myself.
0: People didn't know how it would go for you over here, but like so far an unbelievable what, ten games, six goals, something like that?
3: Yeah, yeah, six goals, five assists so far. So yeah, I'm very enjo- I'm really enjoying it from my football at the minute, so hopefully now it continues.
0: What's the quality of the sports inside like? What was that sorry? What's the quality of the side like?
3: Oh, it's amazing. Like Everyone's brilliant. Like, there's a good good feel factor about the club, really. We're all buzzing. I think it's, what, 11 on the bounce now, unbeaten. So there's a very good feel factor around the ground.
0: And when you made it home kind of quite easily when you came over, people made you welcome.
3: Yeah, of course. Like, all the boys are legends. They all made me feel welcome. Like they're very very, uh, very nice and, and they're, they're legends, just really.
0: We thought you might get a call up against Poland, and uh, obviously in the League of Ireland we we're hoping you would. Were you expecting to get a run that night, or how did it work out? No, for you?
3: really, I think it was just really experience. Really, it was amazing to get over and uh, and play, well, train with the first team and uh, show what I can bring to the team. But hopefully now, uh, next week I get called up. But no, I just keep just keep doing what I'm doing really here and see what happens.
0: Do you have the confidence to kind of make some go with Ireland as well? Obviously, it's a big step up again, but.
3: yeah, of course, that's my that's my ambitions really. Like, I want to make it as far as I can with Pompey, If that's getting promotion and hopefully play for my country. Really, that's 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 where I'm from really, at Republic of Ireland. So hopefully, yeah, I get a call up and show what I can do for them. What is your
0: best position actually? Because it's kind of hard to call when you're looking at you out there.
3: Well, oh, I am I am a striker really, but a uh, like I said, I played on the left for Derry five years and. I know that role very well and I've got a good work ethic, so yeah, I don't mind where I play up front or left.
0: You weren't afraid to give your teammates a bit of a stick if they didn't give you the ball as well tonight? Yeah,
3: of course, yeah, I'm a, I'm a passionate player, really, you know what I mean? I want the ball and I want to show what I can do and what, what I can bring to the team, really, so yeah. It's what it mean,
0: you just look full of confidence, really, you know, even though maybe the first half wasn't going your way, you still had the confidence to take on that strike.
3: Yeah, of course, yeah, like even when you don't, don't get the ball, like you always know that once you get it, then you have to try and do something with it and it come at the right time we were on top for 10 minutes spells they had a couple of chances we had a couple of chances but hope that was that was good that i took that one
0: What was the transition like league of ireland to this level
3: i think it's a step up yeah it's a very it is a big step up but like any young player that wants to make it they have to do it you know what i mean but it's i think the tempo's quicker and the ball moves quicker so yeah
0: yeah, and it's I guess you're coming here tonight playing the big stadium even on a Tuesday night. Eleven thousand people here. It must be different week to week.
3: Yeah, it's like it's different from Derry and all the other all the other clubs, um, in the League of Ireland. But no, I've, I've fitted in well and I'm really enjoying it.
0: Who would you tip to come over here maybe from Ireland that could step up to the grade? I suppose.
3: Um, I think Michael Duffy, uh, Patrick Recklin. They'll probably come back over. Aaron McEnif at Derry. Um. Yeah, there's a good cup. There's there is talent over there, but they just need they just have to want it really.
0: So uh, like attitude is a big thing, I suppose.
3: Yeah, attitude and discipline, really. That's that's the that's the big thing for me, and well, for for any scouts out there that's watching, really, isn't it?
0: And it was Aaron McInniff who actually gave me your number. Um, it just hasn't. It's been a strange season for Derry. What's gone wrong from your perspective?
3: Yeah, they had a good run in the cup there. Really, they got to the quarter final, I think, against Bowes or, or somebody, I think it was, and then they beat beat Cove in the final. So yeah, they got they won one cup, but no, they're not doing too bad. They're not doing too good, sorry, in the the league, but hopefully they pick up a few points now coming to the end of the month.
0: There's a lot of quality in that squad as well.
3: Yeah, there is, yeah. When I left, there's still quality there, do you know what I mean? Aaron McInnes, Rory Patterson, that's gone now, he was still there. Rory and Roman Hale, There's there's good players there.
0: Yeah, and what did you make your time in the League of Ireland, I suppose, in general?
3: Oh, it was amazing. I was only young, do you know what I mean? I played about five years. I broke in when I was 17 to the first team and... Playing against grown men, I think that's why I've come here and done all right and done so good. for fun because I was playing against grown men when I was 17 years of age, and I know the game and I know how how to play.
0: And just before you go, can you explain your accent? Because you're actually raised in London, I think. Yeah, yeah.
3: South London, yeah. Croydon. Yeah, my dad's my dad's a London bloke. My mum's from Ireland. My granny, and granddad's from Cork. So yeah, half and half. But no English accent, Irish heart. There's no
0: uh, hi- no fear of you doing a rice and possibly declaring for England, anyway.
3: No, no chance. No, no. It's just he's a young he's a young lad Declan Rice and we'll just hopefully hopefully he makes the right decision goes with his heart really but no he's, he's a great player and hopefully he does come back to us.
0: Yeah, just because on that like it's not an easy call for him you know no, if he's been. He's
3: a young bloke and he's playing the prem week in week out for West Ham and he just he's having a bit of trouble now because his his head's all over the place but hopefully now he, he, <clears throat> he knows what he wants to do really and comes back to us.
0: And just your ambition for the rest of the season looking at tonight you're you know, a team that defends well you're fairly well put together obviously you're flying high.
3: Yeah of course we're flying high like 11 unbeaten like I said but we know what we want to do and we, we, we want to be we want to be where we belong.
1: Oh Ronan thanks a million and best luck for the rest of the season. It's funny just speaking there about international football dilemmas when we were and we said you were coming in today. I, had, I just sort of rung a bell that we, you'd had a discussion at one point about international football at a press conference with a few of the lads. Your dad is Cape Verde, is that it? Yeah, he's
2: from uh, Cape Verde.
1: I, I, I know, were, you, were you speaking at one point thinking about international football? Because I think it was around the time Eamon Ben Mohammed was opposed. And you were with him and he'd obviously got called up by Tunisia and I think you were at a gig and it just came up and passing. Was it ever explored as a as a
2: possibility? Uh, not really too much. I think yeah, it was around the time Aim and Ben Mohammed got called in the Tunisian squad yeah. and I was kinda of laughing, joking, well my call up the Cape Verde to be coming around soon like and I I can't remember who got on to me, I think it was it was Neil O'Reardon. Yeah, to me, and uh, I think we kind of followed up a small bit, like, but didn't get anywhere far, like, and I kind of left that back then.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. so it never, never really got beyond a certain stage. No, man. no,
2: I, say, I, I, I say I pushed for it, like, but I, I didn't really. I went, I think I, I got someone's email and emailed me passport or whatever, and that was it, really, like, but, yeah, yeah. If you got a call up, would you be open to that, like, to play for? Hundred percent, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely, yeah. What, what, what's their qualification maybe like, the African been Cup of Nations yeah, yeah. yeah. So I can't even place where Cape Verde actually is it's um, nor do I know it's, it's the Canary
2: is. Islands are. yeah it'd be like below that looking on a map so it's west of like West Africa yeah pretty much yes. have, you, have you been? yeah uh, no, the last time I've been, i have been was probably about when I was 12 so right. it's been a good time but I've been about 2 or 3 times
1: so your dad's from there
2: yeah yeah he'd so be going, going back he, in when January alright oh, and when, when did he come to Ireland the such um, Good question. He's all the way. He probably came about 32 years ago. Right. Yeah. 30, he shacked up an Irish woman. That's it, yeah. He yeah. My man tied him down once he came here <laughs> and he hasn't been able to. She escape tied since. him down? Yeah, tied him down. <laughs> Leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you pro- where did you get the name Pico? That's It comes from him. Mm. A, I grew up, I thought my name was Pico. I never knew my name was Roberto, but it's used why he used to call me. Um, I don't know what it's meant. I've, a- I've tried to ask him what. What's the meaning behind it? He's giving me three or four different answers. Like, so, <laughs> because you have you to look get him in here. Like like um, Greg Bulger tweeted in, um, is
0: Andros Townsend, obviously <laughs> yeah. your brother, it does look remarkably like <laughs> you. Yeah. If you're on our Twitter feed there, you'll see a response to... Um, th- we're both actually wondering, is that a Photoshop?
2: Does yeah, it, look it looks like... It looks, it looks more like me than I do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a bit worrying. I can't remember <laughs> me that saying. Would Greg Bulger
1: be good on the Photoshop? Would he be good enough on the Photoshop to actually to do that? I mean, that's the thing. I don't know.
2: Craig, he's, he's a man of many talents, like, so no, we'll he's kind of seated out in
1: your head there. Yeah. It's sort of interesting. One I mean, of the this goals Rovers. Is the
2: goal of the month, the competition. To, as well. to be
1: honest, like, yeah, we did put out a call for questions, and really it is just Rovers players just like firing <laughs> abuse in your direction. <laughs> yeah. So Tip. suggest that you're really popular or like they're actually just low winding you up. It's one or the other. Uh, Luke Byrne got on to us. I mean, he's. Luke's doing a lot of sitting down at the moment, I guess. So he has to, he has to sort of yeah, uh, that's keep it. himself occupied. Doing,
2: to do, Luke. Uh, are, are your abs the result of hard work or surgery? <laughs> he says. Uh, he's always at me for that, the like, Poor <laughs> fella, like, you know, I mean, every day he's asked me just any exercise he needs to He's just hey, funny.
1: He's, he, he wants to get there himself. Yeah, you know, that's he's just, he's just
2: obsessed with like kind of like diets and. Anything that anyone else is doing, like, he's success. I think He Wes, latches on. Yeah, Wes Huland came in, like trained with us for a bit, and uh, he was up in his face asking about diets and this, and what does he eat? Wes was training a roll, he?
1: In the summertime he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah he came in for yeah, a day or that.
2: two. Just for like, to keep himself fit before he went back over. Nice and, touch. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Luke was, up uh, straight away, what are you eat like, oh, what way to do, do this way to he's just obsessed with other players, yeah. Just a bit busy, really, to be honest, yeah. Very busy, Luke. Yeah, yeah before
0: yeah. we get on to Rovers and the big chat with you, Ronan Curtis, right? So he's and I like this as well. He mentioned that he'd um six goals but also five assists, I was like, all right, fair enough. Um, he, he he's he's a funny player because he throws he's just gesticulating a lot of other lads and he's kinda even though he's not over there that long, he's throwing himself about and at the end then he nearly high fived everyone on the pitch, including the referees and everything. And then I never spoken to him before and he's very likable, but uh he's this guy's making in terms of Irish strikers in England, he's nearly one of our best options. He actually is one of our best options. But
1: well, he was brought last month. I mean in fairness, in his last game in the League of Ireland he sort of tried to he didn't quite try, try and high five everyone on the pitch, but he tried to sort of high five everyone in the stand meant as he was being taken off down the tunnel. He sort of left, in, uh, in what's the opposite of style? <laughs> but anyway, he, he 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 left in his own. He left his own mark. On, on and the, in fairness to him, right, he's last night, this away.
0: game, I was I was kind of thinking if Dundalk were playing here as our champions elect, how would they get on? I think they would have been definitely competitive. It wasn't a great game, but it was decided well, by
1: yeah, of course spot top of the division. Yeah, yeah. It was, now it,
0: there was there wasn't an awful lot of football. You could tell it was a decent stand up. There wasn't awful lot of football. Two both teams not much up top, but the the one bit of real quality in the game, as you can see on Twitter, was his goal, and he does have a bit of quality about Um Yeah, how well, far can, he, can he
1: go? Well, I, I mean, I don't know. Like it's 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 funny because he wouldn't have been one. Like let's say in March, and we're sitting here and we're talking about who are the players that are gonna light up the league this year. And okay, Graham Burke would have come to mind he's obviously moved on and you know him very well. Yeah. You would have mentioned Trevor Clark, he's obviously been lucky with his injury. Uh and, and maybe Michael Duffy and like Curtis was in the league at that time and he's the one okay Graham in fairness was in the squad as well and has scored for Ireland. But like Curtis is almost the one who's got the momentum behind him. And it just goes to show that you don't know till someone gets to a new environment like how they're just gonna Responsible, like you think someone. Yeah. Okay, it's not really a great example because it's years ago. But like Shane Long was a kid at Cork behind Kevin Doyle. Yet, within a year of Shane Long going over to Reading, he was knocking around the first team and. I don't know, like sometimes players just go to a different environment, different club, it's, it's, the it's rise of standard that. just brings something out of them. The one well, thing as well, 100%. Pico, is that he's
0: playing in a position that he's very, very used to from Derry. He's playing in virtually the exact same position, so the, the, the things he the has area. to deal with in a game haven't changed that much and that seems to,
2: have stood, uh, that seems to stand to him. Yeah, I, I think the, the big plus for our league as well, like, how old is Ronald 20? 20, 21, or? I think. 21. Yeah. Like, for young lads, it's, if You can play four-star football in this league, it sets you up massively for going away. He said that I was, I was 17, and I made my
0: yeah. debut, I went over there man.
2: Yeah, so like I think, like as, I, as a young player, if you play a couple of games uh, in this league and you go over and you play, like you've like, you played against men, yeah. You're like, you've been exposed to that kind of sort of pressure and the intensity and the speed. Like, and if you've got that ability, which which Rowan seems to have, like he, he, he has, he has got like. I mean, there's nothing will phaser Then, because you'd be confident that, like, I've been in this environment, um, and I'm able to, like, basically hold myself here. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's about what I can do and with he, his ability.
0: He mentioned his attitude as well. And in fairness, from the game was going against him, but he was—he he never looked afraid to take some
2: nod. And he mentioned, if you want to make it over there, attitude to me is a big thing. And I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it's massive. Make it anywhere in life. It's attitude for me. Like, and I've seen so many go footballers from when I was younger, go away and come back and. They've never kicked on because they probably thought they were too good, or thought they didn't need to improve, or like that. They didn't want to work as hard. It's just like attitude for me is is the biggest thing I look for. You can be a bad player, but with a good attitude, you can go places.
0: Yeah. So how did you get to where you are today? Because you, you were a
2: bit of a cold. Hero a good attitude at Bose.
0: <laughs> and kicking lads, but, yeah. I, but you 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 were a bit of a hero at Bose because you you were you were an all action player, like really put yourself about, like give everything for the team. And then you went to rovers. But uh <laughs> yeah. Um how have you gotten this far? Like what was your early days in terms of football and were you where were you playing position wise and all that? Um I started out as a, a
2: centre half. Um that's where in school boy and that was predominantly centre half. You're not yeah. hugely tall. No, yeah. no, small, but like, had a good leap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could head it and kick it and that was yeah. basically all I needed to know at that age. And then yeah, as I grew up, started out with Lord Celtic, that would be my local club. Had some great years there, had a really good manager who would still keep in contact with as well. How was that? You know, it's uh, Pat Holmes, he's a local lad as well. Like um, He was great, he was really good to me like and, and to my family, like, so still keep in contact with him. And then from there, I went over to Home Farm for about three years because uh, our Lords team broke up, so I needed to kind of uh, find somewhere to go. And I was, wasn't even going to continue playing football, It was so heartbroken. I decided to go across to, uh, to the north side and that was my first kind of stint there at Home Farm. Where are you actually from? Crumlin. Crumlin, yeah. oh yeah. So um, who who was around the Home Farm team at that time then that we'd know? I'm trying to think. Um, I don't think there's anyone that would be in the League of Ireland at the moment. Such a big yeah. nursery in terms down but the years. Did you go
1: Home Farm? Did you move on? Was it, You went to Belvedere then, weren't you? I would say, you? Uh, yeah, you uh, went yeah I went from
2: Home Farm to Belvedere then and that's where I met Bucko obviously, and Gif Forrester, and there's some smashing players mm. in that team, and we were lucky enough to kind of move on to Bo's 20s nearly. All, all around the same time, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Forrester, tell me the first time, because Forrester didn't play
1: 11-a-side football until he was, what, Crazy. 14 or 15 or something. So what was the first time you shared a pitch with
2: him? It was when I went up uh, training with Belbo and he was there, and I just, it was like me, he was up there kind of training with them, he hasn't, hadn't signed yet, and I wasn't quite sure what to make of him, because you look at him, you think to yourself, like... They,
0: he looks like a kind of an indie rocker. Yeah, something. like who,
2: who is this fella? Like it'd he, fancy yourself to kind of like get about him like but then he'd, he'd get the ball at his feet and he couldn't take it off him. he'd be sending a left and going right. It's just the one he's it? been one of them players that I, I haven't watched him in England, but I'm really surprised he hasn't done more or done better because I just think he's one of the most talented players that we produce. Yeah, in the I, for me, like when I seen him live, he could do stuff I couldn't even imagine with a ball, like he's just got everything he's got. Great strikes on him. It's like it's a weird one because he's he doesn't look powerful, but he's got gets power in his shots. He doesn't look fast, but he will glide by people. And he's just like I say with the ball at his feet, he's he's so confident that he just backs himself every time. And do you see and touch with him? Uh not as much. If he's over here, like and I bump into, I might stop and have a chat with him and that. Like, but uh, I think he's, he's with Aberdeen now. Aberdeen, he? Like, yeah. yeah so he hasn't he's,
1: necessarily played that much, but. He's one who could play in any country, Forrester. Yeah. I'm, I'm convinced he's one of these players that uh, the higher the level, he will be fine. And uh, I don't know, the grind of like League One. Mm-hmm. And he did well at Peterborough at first. He was made captain but then they changed managers. And I think he's possibly a bit homesick as well. And And I just wonder, you know, like he's someone who... If you threw him into a sort of a European country and and put him out there, he'd, excel, he'd, yeah. he'd be fine. But he'd I think I, think he's, I well. think he's a bit of a home bar too, and that's just that's just the way things are. In fairness, know?
0: the Scottish kind of experiment at the moment, with, I think, didn't. Andy Boyle either scored or. Had oh, there's a, lots
1: of lads up in Scotland yeah. at the moment, yeah. so it's not it's
0: not bad as a League of Ireland, like in, and they don't play bad football there either. Like it's no. it's actually you know so
1: it can be tactical. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So from anyway, so from home farm Belvo, and then
2: then up Pats. Pats. Sorry, yeah, uh, Bose. 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 Bose.
0: Sorry yeah. I was
2: thinking of um the, the, <laughs> the Pats 19. yeah. Sorry, yeah. No, yeah. We, so about eight, or nine of us off that Belvedere team, we ended up going to Bowes twenties and, and reserves at the time, and uh, we had a really strong twenties team because some of the players that were there previously, like obviously good players as well, like and um, we kind of kicked on, and I think we made the three finals that year between reserves and twenties. Lost all three of them, mind you, but like. We you, were, come, you were competitive enough. Yeah, yeah, we like, we, showed, we we were able to help handle ourselves because we played against some, some great sides, especially in that reserves. league. Like, I think uh, Sport and Fingal uh, were still around the time and had likes of Eamon Zayed, uh, Glen Crow, and I think Kevin Dawson as well like, playing reserve football. Mm. Like, so it was a great experience for us. And then I think lucky enough towards the end of that season, like a few of us got called in to kind of go and train with the force team. And um, I think it made me debut that year, actually, funny enough, against Sligo. And then the year after, I think, uh, troubles obviously happened with Bowles, and they were kind of reliant on the young players, and we were probably there at the right time that a lot of us got a chance that year. And then I think after that, we kind of grew as the team grew to where it is now. Like, And then, as you say, I went across to the biggest rivals.
0: I suppose you've made the point that it was a professional decision as well, you wanted to play full-time, professional football. Well, well, this
2: is it, yeah. like Obviously, you get that kind of money show and um, whatever, Like, but like I was working full time, and and, and 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 as well as that, if if you do get a money shout, like
0: why should a footballer not want to earn more money? Like any worker wants to earn more money. It's not like yeah. I, I don't get this at all about like, especially in the League of Ireland, where it's not like you're on a fortune anyway. Like no, no do you like, know what I mean? Like,
2: like Exactly. Like I think like like anyone knows the League of Ireland. Like you know that it's not going to set you up for life. It, it isn't like and where I found myself in I think it was the end of the 2016 season, um. I was in a job and um, we just finished the season. Where were you we working, us. sorry? I was working in EBS in Manchester Town. Okay. Um, and I wasn't really enjoying what I was doing. Training in the evening then? Kind of. Not even training, I'm just in the work itself. Yeah, but like, you're, sorry, training, even training yeah, in the evening after work. I'll be training in the evening, sorry, yeah, after yeah. work as well. And just I found myself in a job that I wasn't enjoying it and I needed a change. And I was kind of scratching my head, to think like, what will I enjoy? What's going into next? Like, um, and obviously the opportunity came up to go full time football and I just had a think about it, a long, hard think about it. And uh, I just said to myself, all I ever wanted to be was a footballer. I'd be mad not to take the opportunity to go and play full time. like, um, And so I did, and I'm happy I did. I, I can, when I look back now, when I'm finished, uh, I can say, yeah, I took that opportunity.
1: Well were you prepared for whatever was coming your way to you just sort of turn your phone off or yeah. do whatever
2: you had to do? To I, 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 I knew yourself? I knew the decision I'd make would have like repercussions yeah, obviously like but um, it wasn't one that I made lightly let's say I took a few months to kind of make that decision and when it, when it did happen I was I was fully prepared to take any stick that was coming my way or but like that's the decision I made and I knew like I'd have to walk the, the walk really. <laughs> but you <laughs> wore your heart and your sleeve with Bowes,
0: and I think a lot of the fans they didn't want you doing it but they respected you a lot as a player.
2: Yeah, well I had a lot of good relationships with a lot of people around the club, which I think kinda kinda helped. Like I even before leaving, like I kind of said thanks, I mean thanks to like people that I really looked up to, like and I think people will, will appreciate that as well, that they saw an opportunity like like myself I saw an opportunity that I could be a footballer. And some people say that, and and they respect that. Like obviously, you're gonna get like the the stick, like because it is a big Dublin Dublin rivalry, like and it's a big Dublin derby, like. And it's I played against Robbers in many of them with like a passion that I didn't like them. You like, scored in your sudden.
1: last goal. You your last derby, didn't you? Yeah, yeah.
2: I think yeah, the, yeah, the, I think, yeah. <laughs> actually, yeah, that yeah. season, yeah, versus Robbers, like. Um, so yeah, it was probably uh, a little hard to take, like, but I think they're well over it now. Yeah, well, you did not didn't get a
1: fistful of fifties and go on Snapchat. So no, like that. yeah, that, so that's yeah. the key to. I think I
2: handled it, it a lot better than most.
1: How would you sum just up their overseason season
2: then? It's—it's um, it's a weird one, like, cause um, I don't think we've been too bad. Like, if you look at our form, it's been—it's been really good. Like, and then you look at our, our position in table and look like that's a bit disappointing. Like, um, we're probably unhappy in the fact that we've been a bit un- inconsistent, especially like up until in, the last. Yeah, two it's or three like early like on the season, like I, we we're very inconsistent at the start, and it really didn't help us kind of mount the challenge to the top two, um, which is a bit frustrating. Like cause obviously you just set out to start your season and with the ambition of being right up there and competing and everything, and then you kind of fast forward to now, like and we're in flying form, like and we're still a good bit off the top two, like so. Um, it's a it's a bit hard, like obviously going out the cup as well, like was, was very disappointing. Um, but I think if you look back over, like we acquitted ourselves very well in Europe. again just on that, actually, how much confidence did you get from that? Because you know, we really should possibly gone through. Like, yeah, I think we, we took massive confidence. I mean, cause we went away uh, to Portugal on pre-season, and we ended up playing three Swedish sides in a in the competition. I think it was the Atlantic Cup, was the name of it, and um, it just so happens to be came up against three Swedish competitions. Uh, Three Swedish teams. That was helpful, wasn't it? Definitely, yeah. yeah. Like so, we kind of had a bit of confidence, kind of going into this game now that we know the kind of Swedish style. style of play. Yeah. and Aik okay, we're smashing side. And I think at home, like, um, we were a bit naive. Like, I thought we could have maybe pre- uh, put them on a bit more pressure. Like, but they were a good side, and they came over here like full of confidence, and uh, maybe too much confidence, and probably took us a bit lightly. Like, but they showed what quality they had, and then going over there, um haven't seen them play at home, we just fancied ourselves that like we can cause these problems. And it was a it was a tough game, like, but I think we, we more than held our own and, and scared them on a number of occasions and you look at the, the chances like towards the, the end of the game. Yeah, it's just like it's it's fine margins mm-hmm. and um I think that kind of like obviously the pain of not getting through that game, but like if you look back at the game, we we were proud of our performance and we've took that into the to the season. Yeah, because you've like nine
0: wins a draw on a defeat in your last eleven, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's I say I'm not too sure on the stats like but we even feel ourselves in a performance like that. We know what levels we can reach and we've reached that on a high stage in, in Europe again. Say like, hey, that if we can find that form and that belief week in, week out, week in, week out like there won't be much in between. How much do you enjoy Europe? Um, mm. as a sorry Dan, how much you enjoy playing in Europe? Ah, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's it's a wonderful experience, I say. It just like you, you get that real sense that you're a footballer. Yeah, hundred percent. And the, like as I say, in League of Ireland, like you know going into that that's it's not gonna set you up for life, but it's these moments that when you step out on I think it was a 50,000 seat stadium in uh, in Sweden, you just get that feeling like this is what yeah. I, I've yeah. been working for. Yeah, and it's just it's it's great. You take in the atmosphere, and even for the club, but the travelling fans, it's brilliant and it's, it's something that I'll remember for the, for the whole of my career. Like, and uh, yeah, just hopefully there's many more.
1: I'm, I'm not trying to go back over all ground, but how much has have the derby games affected the view of your season? You know, like if you'd taken two wins out of four in the derbies, think we'd be having a different chat about the view of the rover season because that great run you mentioned there was one loss in there it's a pretty yes. pretty damn important one
2: yeah you know? definitely I think um, like obviously we've, we haven't have beaten both this year and that's right one point looks, out of a possible 12 yeah, yeah that looks like a bad season but it's, it's been three losses against them and if you look at the season as a whole like, and other teams in the league like like it shouldn't make that much of a difference but it does because as you say it's, it's a Dublin derby like, and um, it's, it's a matter of pride and when you see that you have only taken one point from Four games, like the fans are thinking, well, What's going on? Like, what's here? happened like, in those
1: games? Can you put your finger on what it well, is? Because
2: even the manager alluded to
1: just the players have struggled with these games for some reason without going into sort of specifics. No,
2: we haven't been good enough, we know ourselves as players that we should we haven't raised our games to the standards that we can play at. Like, and credit to both, both have been like really good this year, and especially in the derby. Um, but, um we know ourselves as players, we let ourselves down, we've made really bad mistakes in the games, including myself. Um, and we just haven't been at it. like I think like the cardinal sin is in them games like you, you can let your team want it more than you and we might have been guilty of that in and definitely certain aspects of the game. Like but um, it's just been a bit frustrating that we couldn't like like give ourselves a good performance and we we got beaten then. Fair enough. Like to, I mean, the better team won. Like, but I just think we were just we none weren't at of the your races. four performances
0: was great, really. No, we weren't. So. We
2: weren't at the races in the games for for whatever reason. Like, I can't really put my finger on it. Like, but um, it's definitely something we'd be we'd be looking at.
1: So I'm looking at the league table here, so we got Dundalk seventy nine, Cork sixty seven, Shamrock Rovers fifty five. I mean, is that is that a reflection of where you are, or is there a feeling within your group?
0: And also, uh, you know, Dan thinks you have no chance of closing or no chance of challenging uh, really next well, season. Well, I, I, I think twi- it's a one horse
1: race I think twenty four points is a big gap to close. I, I think with a couple of players, just, that's just uh, an opinion. You know, I think with,
2: with three or four signings, you could challenge next season. Yeah, like like you're saying, look, the the league table, it doesn't lie, but and it doesn't read well in terms of like how close you can get to the top two. But mm. I think when you you playing them games against Cork and Dock um, you kind of like to measure yourself against them and for me we, we haven't been too far off either of them Hockey Cork at all yeah it, yeah it was like sorry I think we can cork, cause Cork problems um, we've had some good results against them um, but it's just again you look at the league table and you see that we're 24 points off them it looks like ah, they're miles away but when you're out on the pitch against them you do feel like that they're yeah, weakened we can mm. well able to be up there, compete with them. I think it's just that again that inconsistency that we've had in this season That's let it down in like I wouldn't say like lesser games, but in games maybe that we should be winning, and um, we we kind of let ourselves down in or we haven't reached the levels that we've reached against Cork and Dundalk. And if we can get that consistency, and like there's well, no reason why uh, we come uh, down to the challenge.
0: Yeah, as well as that, like from a personal perspective, second best goal goals conceded record in the in the league, and obviously. What has changed since Bazuna and Bazuna and Manis kind of came in? Like just, and your defensive record is excellent since then.
2: Yeah, Gab is just a smashing player, to be fair, and he's he's got the, he's a young lad with the world at his feet. Like, and um, for me, Alan coming as well is massive. Like you talk. It's bit, funny you have a 16 year old over whatever and a 35. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's two different yeah. ends of the spectrum. Like, but you're like, massive boost from both. Like, yeah, definitely. I think like I say, not many people expect Gab to come in and do as well as he as he has. Like, but he's just shown like what a good, good keeper he is and what a good uh, kid he is because he's, he's a great lad around the dressing room and that but Al for me coming in was massive like you just see it in the man like you talk about someone's presence he's just he's, he's safe as a house like he mm. really is like I'm big fan of Al and I don't know I don't know what it is you just you kind of feel like when he's behind you yeah I'm okay I can deal with with my mm. job in front of me and are not even worried there and he's like he's a great communicator, he kind of leads by example, because I, I, I find it hard to put my finger on it, because he's, he's a quiet man in his wrestling room. He like, has yeah, an authority. It, yeah, I wouldn't say much, but like you just look at him, he he kind of just gives off this vibe like, where everyone just relaxes. So I've kind of got this... Control. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, I think it's it's transporting onto the pitch, onto the other players, and definitely to defence, I say, as a unit. Like... um we feel more solid and we just back each other yeah, and as well. We're recording this this week in um, a different location than normal
0: and we don't have an awful lot of time left, but we do have time to, uh, first of all, look at the league games at the weekend, um, starting with Bowes versus Watford, Dan. Um, let's have a... I mean, Bowes will be pulling out the old B team here again, I think, which isn't a bad B team, or certainly a lot of them.
1: Well, we saw the B team, well, the thing is now, we are speaking on Wednesday afternoon, so the Bowes 19s are playing Mitchell this evening. Um, so when people listen to this, they're not a result. But the uh, yeah, I mean they've got unfortunately for them Dan Casey and Dan Kelly will be playing on uh, on Friday rather than on Monday. And then we, we we've seen some of the kids against Pat's, and you know they're strong. You know, they're very, you know they're decent. Although I mean, Pats were poor as well. I just think with everything that's going on and the fact that Waterford are still, you know, strongly pushing Rovers for that European place, that they might both be okay if 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 Cork win on Monday. But uh, short answer. I think Waterford might just win in the circumstances. I'm going
0: for an away win as well. Um, Dundalk against Pats. Dundalk wrap up the title officially against a team who've made two interesting signings um, with Markey Well, well, and well, re-signings, yeah, Markey and Desmond. And Desmond. And Desmond. They,
1: they're managerless in the first game, but I, you know, I know they had the Leinster Senior Cup, but I suppose the first sort of league game without them. Um, I, I think Dundalk are still... Uh, they might have a, a, a zone to switch off maybe a bit after this game, but... I think they're also talking about points records and Patrick Huben's got a goal-scoring record to try and try and break and so on. So I don't think the foot's going to be coming off the pedal. Even mentally, I think, they'll, for for this game, they might be a bit more vulnerable in one or two of the league games after this, but I think this one, home win.
0: Home win, you're at that game and I'm in Talla for Sean Groves' Cork City and uh, I'm of the opinion that ye are the challengers to knock next season over Cork, but this is a
2: game that you're like... You should be confident going into way the run you're on. Yeah, definitely. Um, and as you say, it's the last time we played them this season, so we want to kind of put down a mark for next year as well. Like next season, like um, I think Cork will be a tough task. It's never an easy game against them, especially the way they play. Like they're probably the best team in the league. Yeah. Like um, should be a good game, and we're looking forward to it.
1: You're, you're a contractor. You have you had talks with the clubs about your the club about your future yet, or are you keeping your options open, or what's your what's your perspective?
2: Yeah, to be honest with you, I'm just. Playing the game as I say, I'm not really kind of worried about like what's going on in the background. Um, I'm just I'm waiting for the end of the season. I'm going away on holiday, so I'm looking forward to that. That's your focus for the yeah, short yeah, term. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, traveling around yeah. Asia,
0: yeah, for Asia now. I'm 26. 26, loads yeah. of time left. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dan, I'm going with a home win here.
1: Uh, yeah, I would be uh, similar. I mean, I think similar reasons as well. I mean, Rovers. I mean, I've actually done well against Cork this season, but I mean, Cork's season rests on Monday, so I. I uh, that's got to be a factor here, I think.
0: Dead Rover Limerick and Derry, oh, no opinion on it. Um, a few
1: could, goals in that game, anyway. Yeah, it could be sure. seven,
0: eight, something like that.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and Sligo Rovers Bray on Saturday. Sligo Rovers, it's their 90th. i we'll to give a
0: prediction though, anyway. Oh, I'm gonna go score draw, score draw, draw. Six, yeah. six all, draw. six all. Rovers, um, Sligo against Bray.
1: Sligo Rovers Bray, yeah. It's Sligo Rovers' 90th birthday on Saturday, so yeah. they invited all their former players back. Now I imagine there's a lot of lads <laughs> walking in England and Scotland that played for Sligo <laughs> Rovers I can't remember it. So I'm not sure if they're all going to be there. <laughs> but uh, beyond that I'm sure I'm sure it'll be a good night and in fairness I actually like they've done well like, so I like for a club for a bog standard season there are people there that are still doing a good job in promotion and smashing uh, club yeah I mean they're, they're, they're trying to drain the last couple of games out of the season it's a tough time for clubs that have nothing left to play for and any way you try and make these games work I sort of ad- admire that
0: yeah um, Although, actually, strictly speaking, Sligo could still get roped into second last um, if yeah. Limerick were to win. They're five points behind. Corker, them, I'll
1: go for a home win in that game.
0: And be end um, end. I'll go for a home win as well. Drogs v Shelburne, Dan. This is
1: uh, it's, it's all down to this now, and obviously the winner
0: takes on Harps, and then the winner of that takes on Limerick. It's a bit of
1: a it's a bit of a marathon, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I assume for the players involved, it gives them a focus and they can get a bit of momentum going. I don't know what you make of it. It's an unusual playoff scenario, uh, but maybe in a way, the team that's starting off. I think the MLS is a bit like this that you sort of teams come in later on, and sometimes you find the team that starts early, they just get into a win and run. You know, playoffs. Like, awesome. that, yeah, that's yeah. That's the Shelburne, well, yeah, the playoffs in England, yeah, but they're at the same time. Mm. There's two semi-finals and a final. Not this where Harps are waiting in the long grass as such. So I, I, maybe from a player's perspective, yeah. You know. like,
2: I think for myself, I'd rather be playing games. Keep mm. myself like taking over in that That's momentum. That's like, Limerick. Limerick are in limbo for the last like yeah. will be going into the game against whoever. At
1: I
0: least
2: mean, they have games.
1: I mean, mm. Harps don't have a game. They're playing a few friendlies and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah.
2: But. You know, I'd rather be in that like kind of like mindset that like I'm playing week in week out. i So it's, it's just when you take a break from football, like I even say, we you have three days off. You go into train and after being off for three days, I feel a bit like I would kick that ball again. Yeah, so yeah. I, for me, I'd rather be playing games and. Um, Hopefully Shelbourne. You, yeah, like you. I go up.
1: I'm not sure if you've seen much First Division. I just mentioned it because you saw Shells on Friday. But what have you? You know, what, what would your view be of Shells from what you've seen of them there?
2: Yeah, they've have definitely got potential there. I think some of the players that they've they've signed during the season and from the start of the season, like they they look like a good outfit. Like, and I think I'd love to see them back up in the in the Premier Division. Like, obviously in the Dublin club, like and. Know, Dublin Derby as well Like mm. so uh, I'll have a few friends that are, are playing with Shells like, so I'd like to see them do You made a good point though actually at the weekend if, if Shells were to get promoted
0: they'd have the to f- 5 For out of 10 5 out of 10 would be, I be a fan Dublin clubs I,
1: I, I do like yeah. people involved with Shells now I have to mm.
0: say I'm, I'm a if, bit torn here any of these three first division teams I kind
1: of like to yeah, see yeah I like them all. I just, I, just I, I wouldn't it's a bit of a love I, in this week we love everyone yeah, yeah exactly yeah. I mean I, I, I do like the people at Shells but I think I'd rather a bit of regional
2: representation so, so they the con- so make the league bigger the actually
0: yeah again we spoke about this this weekend actually Dan has kind of turned me around he showed me the leagues in Europe and basically all the smaller countries have Small leagues, but I prefer—I just prefer more games for teams like Longford and Drogheda, like me- meaningful games. Mm. But again, anyway, we'll suppose for another day. Dan, who won the competition though?
1: Do uh, we know? Oh, I, th- I think was it Shane Cox? It Did, was. there Should be someone speaking in your ear, telling you things. But um, Shane, Shane Cox gave us the, uh, the the best review in our in our opinion.
0: What a way to like buy positive reviews, it's, you know? It's actually
1: horrendous. Yeah, it's. But, um it, I feel a bit grubby. But we will not be calling for any more reviews this year. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Um, keep doing them, but we're done. We're
0: done. So obviously we're, we're coming towards the end of the season. I'm really looking forward to the game on Monday night. How is it going to go, Dan?
1: Well, I said last week that I sort of still thought Bows after a replay was a plausible scenario. And I just still think it, it could, they could do it. I don't know what my basis for saying it is. The suspensions is a bit of a killer because Kelly is so important for how they play and that pace and that outlet he's given them. And I'm not sure how they replace that, whether it's Danny Grant or whether they play Stokes and, and try and play in a slightly different way. Um, so that's checked my confidence. And I, and I understand why people say Cork will get them back to Turner's Cross and beat them. It's completely logical. Um, but you still watch the game on Sunday. And if you, I'm sure Bows, when they pick themselves up and watch the game back... They still feel they've got a really good chance. Will it sell out? Oh no, chance. Not a chance. It'll sell out. Why not? Uh, well, uh, it just won't sell out. It's a Monday night game. Uh, the couple of tenancies generally aren't that big. I mean, it's it's a weird thing to pick on because the Dundalk the game didn't sell out like, and four and a half thousand people at a game. If that's what it is on Monday, is still really good. So it's a bit of a I disagree. It's I think a bit it's of a, should be more at this game. I, but they they played. I didn't. I was at the semi final against Limerick last year. What would you be a doing Friday. on Monday night? Oh, well, I agree. Genuinely. But I mean, we're heading into a broader
0: debate about. Like, that was the one thing that struck me as well yesterday at the Coventry game. It was twenty five sterling, which was it was twenty five sterling last season when they were in League Two. Twenty five sterling. Yeah and there was nearly 12,000 at the game I on the tuesday night and there were 27,000 in the game it's a cultural
1: it's a cultural thing you know but that it's it's embedded anyway, that you go What's I, I, your I, deal think, the I think thing? it's
0: partly because cork fans just they don't seem to be quite at it at the moment in terms of the knock game in the league it should, that that was nowhere near so oh, long no, they're, 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 they're. We can't really ask people his views because if he says, like, I fancy Bowes in Cork or I oh, think Cork beforehand, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, and also, you kind of want Bowes to win, even though you're Rovers player, so you're all over the shop,
2: at it. Yeah, <laughs> Be honest from? now. No, no, I say, uh, I'd like to see my friend Keith Buckley have a good game. That's all I'm in for. Yeah, he was keep man Buckley, of the match on... Keep yes. man
1: of the match in a 4-1 defeat. That would be a perfect... <laughs> perfect, a perfect, uh, perfect he was livid with the penalty decision You afterwards. haven't given
0: your own opinion, John, which is a very... I think... I, I, I don't know if John Caulfield has kind of possibly... Save something in that last five minutes because it, they th- that was a terrible end of the season if that's what it was. Well,
1: yeah, the one thing I would say is if they hadn't got that penalty decision, we would be having an, an unbelievably Difference. negative discussion about Cork now. Mm. So then to, to flip that and say that that one incident means that they are automatically they're going to do it next Monday, I'm not sure. That's where I'm. That's why I'm just saying as much as the Bowes lads must have been gutted, I think they should take a lot from the you know the, the the review of the game.
0: Yeah, I want to say Cork showed great spirit but but they started okay. Yeah, yeah the first half they're okay they they, they that had that maybe one chance in the whole game really and yeah. um in any event they they did what they've often done and they grounded out and they're still alive. Uh thanks very much for listening to that. Uh looking forward to the game on Monday. Pico thanks a million for coming in short enough no problem, notice. No, yeah, yeah, that's Thanks for having me. No, uh, so top man, we nearly had the entire overs back four on this season. I'm thinking we had Lee Grace, we had uh we yeah. had Lukey on um, we've had certainly a lot of your defenders some of the
1: back forward we've had a lot of defenders playing at various times this <laughs> they have before,
0: yeah. um, but uh, thanks very much for listening and we'll have episode 35 of season 2 next week <laughs>